Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. It's that simple. So if you're the kind of person who'd like a new mixtape each Monday, you should probably subscribe to this podcast. But that's enough of the hard sell. Let's talk about music. This week's guest is a talented London-based photographer who has travelled the world with his craft, shooting fashion, action sports and touring musicians. Not only that, he's the co-editor of one of the few action sports magazines to remain in print. He's a beacon of positivity, a hardcore hip-hop head, but also a friend. This is James North. Easy now. Yes, Mikey. You alright, mate? How are you? Good? Good. Plodding on is the way I start right. every one of um, these episodes at the moment. Right, we're all plodding along right now. <laughs> right. How, how are you down. finding the apocalypse? Yeah. I mean, good days and bad days, isn't it? I've, like, caught up, like, on loads of jobs around the house that you keep putting off, like, reorganising your underwear, stuff like that. But, uh... You know, work's obviously a bit of a challenge when you're freelance and, you know, you look, you run your own business like me and lots of others out there. So that's been a bit of a hurdle. And, na- like, navigating two small children's not been easy. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I've, you know, things could be a lot worse. And I have managed to get a load of stuff done. So, well, that's good. You know. that's, like, so, from, like, as a photographer, did you have a lot of sort of post-photo shoot stuff that you could get stuck into? Uh, I... I was actually in a sort of like, I was actually in quite a lucky place just before the lockdown was called. I just finished shooting two pretty big campaigns and I only really had those two to edit and deliver. Um, uh, so that that was quite fortunate in terms of like finances, but then obviously all my work for months and months got completely cancelled. So mm-hmm. after I'd done those two campaigns, like delivered those and we all sort of tied those up, um, I've then just channeled all my energies into a lot of marketing things that I've been putting off for years, like designing a website and things like this. Um, so it was beneficial for that. But yeah, work-wise, I didn't really have any that much work, you know, overlapping into the uh, lockdown and obviously all my stuff got cancelled. So, you know, so we'll see when things pick up again. Fingers crossed they do. Well, you're, you're, we'll you, you seem to be in fairly consistent demand from what I see. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm fortunate. It's taken a long slog, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm booked up all the time. Uh, but you know, I think to succeed in anything, you've always got to believe that you could be better. You know, like no, that's no, I absolutely hear. Do you know that. what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm never actually fully that satisfied about the kind of stuff that I do, and it's really easy these days to compare yourself, no matter what you do, to other people because other people's lives are so much in your faces, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, you know, you can use that as a, as a positive thing and, you know, just be inspired by it. And that's what I try and do. You know, I get inspired by other people and what they're doing and, um, you know, trying to keep, keep on forging your own path and stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, that's good, man. I I think if you, when you, if you, if you are invested in any kind of creative endeavor, the second you kind of rest on your laurels, that's when everything starts to stagnate and people could leave you behind kind of thing. If you're not sort of pushing yourself to to progress. Yeah, of course. 
yeah, you have to keep you have to keep pushing yourself. It doesn't matter what you do, like whether you run your own business, whether you're employed, whatever. It's just a personal, uh, you know, it's like a personal development thing. You've got to keep pushing yourself. I think in order to, you know, to, to keep getting better, you can't sit back and think, oh yeah, that was. It's obviously there's a there's a there's the flip side of it. As you know, every now and then you've got to take a step back and be proud of what you've done and things like that. But you know, think, all right, well, I'm really proud of that, but how can I make it better? Like, what's the next thing? What's, you know, what's this and stuff, you know? So, um, yeah, you have, you have to do that, particularly when you're running your own business, because if you if you give up on that, like, you need constant drive in order to make it work. You know, the hustle never, the hustle never stops, you know? <laughs> like, um, you, you can't, and that's actually, it can be a burden and a great thing, you know, the burden is hard to switch off from that sometimes. And, you know, like even on, you know, into the evenings you'll be working or days where you're spending, should be spending it with your family, but you've really got to get this thing done or whatever. So it's hard to find that separation. But you have no, to keep going, right. mate. Got to keep going, you know. You've got to keep going. So how's things going with the podcast? Good? Good, man. Like we're, we're four at the, at the point of recording because the episodes aren't getting released in, in the order that I record them. Um, we're four episodes into the relaunch. Uh, the last episode was with Aisha Alpha, who's uh, a stand-up comic in LA. That was good. Yeah, that yeah, was she, good, that one. She's, uh, she's very she much kind of on the up. She's in the ascendancy, as it were, but super yeah. down-to-earth. Just be- because like, think platforms like Zoom have, has made it really easy to have these kind of conversations whenever. You know, you don't have to pin down a place or a time. It just strips away a lot of the logistics. So I just fired out a bunch of messages to people that I follow online just to see if anyone responded and she yeah. was really into the idea yeah that's cool and, uh, I like yeah. it I like it's, it dude well thank, thanks for having me on as well I appreciate it nah, I appreciate well, it I, I think it's it was like, a hard challenge you know mate it was a hard challenge oh no everyone's going to tell you that mate it was hard trying to pick 12 uh, 10 tracks it was hard but fun I really enjoyed it I enjoyed trying to play it together with the four process the idea was cool. Yeah, and you and you've sent through a couple of edits at a, a couple of points. At one point I thought you were gonna take out one of one of the my favourite tracks, but we'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> No, I couldn't take that out. I was teasing you. Tell, <laughs> tell me who that. your first track is by. Uh the first track is by the notorious BIG, Biggie Smalls. Um yeah, it's it's uh it's track juicy. And uh yeah, no, I mean, the reason why I picked that was, you know, many reasons really. One of the main ones being that, I mean, no one does it like Biggie Gillespie. His flow and the way that he goes over a track and like the dominance in his voice on a beat and like everything about it. Just, he's an accomplished, you know, an accomplished guy, you know, when he touches a microphone. And I guess one of the main reasons why I picked it was when the first, the first time I ever met my wife, what got us talking was her phone went off. You know, like back in the days where you could like, it was like the, I don't know, polyphonic ringtone era, but you could chuck your own, your own track on there. Her phone went off in her pocket and it was Juicy by Biggie. And I was like, oh, that's a banger track. And that's what got us talking. And Amazing. so, you know, and, and here I am, you know, like, you know, it's a, we've been together, what, 11 years. But it was that track that got us talking. And then we used that song as our first dance at our wedding. So. Amazing. It's got a lot of, uh, yeah, it was a good one. Even the grandma was standing in the uh, 
in the corner going, you know, if you don't know, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I did actually, for a wedding edit, though, cut out the uh, the first thing, you know, fuck all your hoes. I thought that probably wasn't the, the real appropriate way to start the first dance. Yeah, you know, so like... I cut, I cut that bit out, you know, but uh, I left the rest of the uh, explicit version. But yeah, it means a lot to me for those reasons. So I thought it was the obvious opener, you know? See, like, I've, I, have a, I have a bit of a hard time with uh, Biggie. Like, I've, um, he's been put into a couple of mixtapes over, uh, like, he, he got put in once when I originally started putting this out in 2017. And he's been put in a couple of times since when I've been recording the new batch of episodes. And I've been struggling to pinpoint why I've never really got fully into him. And I've been watching that uh, Evolution Hip Hop documentary on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the one or two of those. And I think I realised, I think it's the, I think it's like the the 90s, noughties R and B hooks that he, that they weaved into the production. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it, that stuff. Like I, I, I can't, I can't deny his ability. You yeah, know, of course. His, his cadences and his writing. Yeah. And he, he's obviously really, really good. Yeah. But it was the, it was the sort of. It was the cheesy yeah. R&B loops that I think put me off a little bit. Yeah, well, that's it. That's, that's the thing. I think it's it's mad. Like, I, you know, we we've all got people that we we personally love or personally don't dislike, and other people are shocked by, you know, either of those. Um, but it just comes down to the fact you can respect a musician for what they do, what they've done, um, the way that they, you know, the way that they are, and they, 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 you know, the way they make their music. But sometimes you just might not like the way it sounds. For me, like Queen, and I feel like I'm going to get stabbed by this, but I respect Freddie Mercury. I think they're brilliant. I think they're so talented. But I would never put their music on. You know, like I would never listen to it at home. But I still respect them as musicians. You know, like it. There's, there's people out there like that, you know? So. Yeah, and I, and I think... I can feel those... the daggers already for saying that. No, not at all, not at all. Because, like, there's, there's bands that I wouldn't think to go and see myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't actively go out to buy a ticket to go see. But if they were at a festival and I happened to see them, they've turned me around a little bit, you know? Like, oh, man, yeah, that's happened. That happens all the time. Yeah, I love it when that happens. In fact, that's so cool. You can uh, you can see someone and you'll go see them thinking, oh, you know, oh, I'm, just, I'm not that hot on them, but I'm never going to pay to see them anyway. And they completely change your mindset. Oh, no, you can see yeah, that is a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not going to get that opportunity with Biggie. So <laughs> no, you're not. You're I not, will. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to still be hung up on those R&B loops, I'm afraid. Man. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, like I can't deny the ability and the talent. It was yeah, just the production of some of the tunes that made him big, just yeah. is a little jarring. But um, so this track is. <laughs> this is Biggie Small was juicy. I made the change from a common thief to up close and personal yeah. with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke soap with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's yeah. the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, yeah. now they write letters cause they miss me. That's I never right. thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honey's play me. Alright, so moving on from Biggie. Who's our next track by? Uh, the next track is by Pharaoh Monch. Now Pharaoh Monch I, I I've got a lot of time for. Yeah, he's a powerhouse, man. He's, yeah. he's, he's unreal. He's unreal. He's unreal. He's got such a distinctive style 
I don't think there's anyone else that sounds like him. No, I've, that's the, and that's one of the reasons why I've always loved him so much is I think he's so unique. You know, like I think he's such a storyteller. I think he's just so powerful when he, you know, he's on the mic. And if you've ever, have you ever seen him live? No, not had the pleasure. Oh, mate, he's his stage presence and the way that he just like, you know, he has every single person in that room paying. 100% like attention to him you know like he has got everyone in the palm of his hand because he's just so powerful in terms of you know his tracks his storytelling like the way that he goes on the mic his voice like everything you know, I just think he's really really unique um, you know and I kind of think in some ways that he's a bit underappreciated you know compared to a lot of other rappers or you know artists or groups from, from that era you know by, by no means he's not you know like underrated but I don't think for a lot of people he will come to the forefront of their mind when they think about that era of rap and hip hop, you know? Yeah, but I think if like if you put some of his tracks in front of him, like yeah, but what about what about yeah, uh, yeah. Simon? Yeah. What about Yeah, 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 uh, of course. What was the uh was it Got You, the track that they used on like training day? Oh, do you know what? You I'd have to fact check that, I don't know, I can't remember. I really can't remember. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll have to double, you'll have to fact check that one. Um, but yeah, he's got he's got a lot of amazing tracks, and the track, uh, the the album this track is from, I just think is, is a brilliant album. It's a really good bit of work that you know, like start to finish. And I used to play the whole album, you know, start to finish, just cruising in my in my little Vauxhall Nova when I was like eighteen years old. Uh, I was loving it. Yeah, it's, it's such a good album. But this, this track, this track is just a complete standout for me. And this track, if, if somebody said to me, you know, well, this is kind of what this is in some ways, you know, what are, what are your favourite hip-hop tracks of all time? But if I had to pick top three tracks, this would definitely be in it, 100%. I know that. The others I don't know. So that speaks a lot about how I feel about this song. Yeah, one other point, I guess, about this track is the fact that one thing that I've always loved you about it is it is such a story, you know, and it's only a one-verse track. You know, he says the chorus at the start, one verse that tells a whole story just ends with the ends with the chorus again. And there's something about that format that I've just, I loved as well. And the beat and the flow and the melody of it. So, yeah, it's, it's a banger, for sure. So this is? Uh, this track is... Um, Queens by Sarah like I was always into like hip hop and like R&B uh, you know when I was a real young kid but I guess this band in particular was like my my gateway my passage into my complete love of hip hop you know like I am a hip hop head through I, I listen to a lot of electronic music 
I listen to a lot of other stuff, but you know, if, you know I am a hip hop head through and through. And I think these guys, you know, they were kind of like everything to me when I was a young, a young lad. Um, so yeah, the Cy- Cypress Hill, basically. I think they were, um, they were really pinnacle in my, in my kind of musical taste and kind of, you know, opened up the doors to other, other kind of similar hip hop groups and rap groups. And yeah, they, they, they're a really big part of my youth. Um, you know, this this uh, this track in particular was from uh, an album, which um, yeah, I, I think it's their, I think it's my, I think it's their best album, Temples of Boom. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was, I must have been like oh, twelve or thirteen when it was released, and I remember I got on my, I, I did like, you know, that that day, you, you know, you you're earning pocket money, you, you know, like you're saving up, and I remember I was like, I've got to get this album, I've got to get this album. And it was one of the first albums I, you know, I bought. And uh, I, I remember I did, I can't remember what I did, like loads of chores, just earned a bit of money. And then I got on my bike and I cycled to my like local high street, which was like 20, 20, 30 minutes away. And there was a little record shop in there that was run by this old dude. And it's called Strawberry Fields, it's called Wicked Shop. And I went in there, like, <laughs> I don't know why I expected to have him to have this album, but I was like, have you got, have you got this album? He was like, no, but order it for you I was like oh, you know like yes please 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 like, I think I've got enough money it cost me like seven quid or something and uh, yeah I ordered the album so I'm still terms of boom on cassette and he said you're, like, you're gonna have to wait about just over a week to get it and I was like well, mate that was a tense week that was a tense week I was I was eagerly waiting that album like 12 or 13 year old and I remember when I finally got the call I think it was my mum that answered the phone she was like James Strawberry Fields on the phone. They said they got your album waiting for you or something. I was like, yes. Straight on the bike, pegged it down there, took my Walkman with me. You know what I mean? And you I, could listen oh, on the way man. back. I could listen on the way back. It was the best thing in the world, man. It was the best thing in the world. There's this big hill on the way home, but I remember. And I just remember I've never cycled up that hill like that. When I had this album on, it was just like heavy beat, heavy beat. And, uh, and like Be Real for me just got such a distinct voice. And uh, yeah, I just fell in love with them so much that they were the, they were my band of you know when I was when I was young really, and I went to as many shows as I could they, you know when I was super young. Um, yeah, and so I had to pick. I had to pick them. I had to pick them. I had, there's other. It was hard to pick a track, but this track is just good vibes around. I think. Um, All right. So this is. So this is "Boom Biddy Bye Bye" by Cypress Hill. We've reached my favourite part of this mixtape. <laughs> I knew you loved this track. <laughs> I knew you loved this track. Um, I am a sucker for mellow instrumental loops. That's that's my favourite kind of hip hop. Yeah. Uh, who's this by? Tell me. All right, this is Souls of Mischief. Yeah, and. Uh, 
yeah, and I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that statement through and through. You know, sound like an old geezer, but I don't make hip hop like they used to. Yeah, so this track, Souls of Mischief, there is something about that that loop, you know, that beat, that melody. As soon as it comes in, there's so much amazing nostalgic feeling that comes over me. Like it reminds me a lot of times when I was super young. And it, I particularly pin this track to um, skateboarding and snowboarding for me. I think I first heard it in uh, in uh, a 411 video magazine. Do you remember that skateboard yeah, video yeah. magazine, 411? Like, I, I'm sure I first heard it in that. I'm sure it was like a, a sort of compilation footage of like all the different comps that were going on around the states and stuff like that and i remember hearing this track just thinking yeah that is that's a banger and i must have been you know like 14 or 14 15 at the time i was skating all the time and stuff so it reminds me of that time where i sort of <laughs> fell in love with skating and then snowboarding obviously obviously one of my my biggest passions in life but you know i do a lot of work in the industry and stuff but there. It's the opening section of a guy called Chris Duffersey, um in a forum film, True Life, which for me was like an amazing era of snowboarding, like all my favorite riders. It was obviously the era as well, I guess, when I was starting to get into snowboarding. So there's obviously that nostalgic reasons there. Um, so yeah, I guess out of all the tracks, I can really pin this one to, you know, good time skating and snowboarding over the years. Yeah, my... My first exposure to this track was the Chris Duffersy video part. Ah, there you go. Nice. nice. Uh, I, and I've, um, I met him when he, him and Dave Lee came over to the Snowdome where I used to work for a TSA thing because Signal was like a, a, a big part of uh, the Snowboard Asylum's brand mix at the time. Yeah, of course. And Jez was really pally with those guys. Um, so like to have Duffersy like in the building it was crazy and like to my right in this studio I have a top sheet of a signal board that is signed by Duff and yeah, Dave Lee there you go so it's, there it's you like go. It's, it's right there um, that's amazing I love it I love it so this track you obviously you have the, you've got the same feeling about this track that I do then same reason you know it, it takes, you, takes you back to a good era of snowboarding for sure yeah yeah it, it just it, it makes me think of strapping into a snowboard um, because you you would ride visualizing your favorite sections. Yeah, yeah, you can do for sure, definitely. Like you, you, yeah. you get there's such a connection between the music and the visual of the snowboarding that when you hear that track, you you think snowboarding. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you've got those tracks running through your head, it's the association thing, isn't it? You know, like if I had. It, you know, as soon as I hear that track, it takes me back to that video part. So if I heard it on the hill, I'd just be inspired to just, you know, uh, yeah, inspired to go ride in this set and uh, and enjoy my time out there. Like it is a, it's just a nostalgic thing, you know. Like it's amazing when you start to think how many years have passed, and then you wind back. So when you told me to make this playlist, I was like digging through those tracks, thinking, oh shit, oh. Oh, well, yes, it was a long time ago, but it doesn't yeah. feel like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely just, yeah, a big nostalgia track. All right, so this is? This is 93 Till Infinity by Soldier Mr. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93 Till. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93 Till. This is how we chill from 93 Till. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93 Till
Okay, so that's Souls of Mischief. Who are we listening to now? Okay, so next on the list uh, is a guy called Klashnikov. Um, so UK hip hop. I could have. I, I kind of, in some ways, wanted to just do a UK hip hop practice for you because UK hip hop is. I've I've loved it through and through, you know, for years and years, and um, and I could have easily put ten tracks together that were really pinnacle in, you know, in I guess my my music taste, um, like growing up and UK hip hop in particular. You know, there was a period I guess from sort of sixth form all through uni, sort of like coming out of uni, where I was just pretty much all I listened to for a while, obsessed with it. And I still am, I still love it. And I think some of the old the old guys, they were they were so unique in what they were doing. You know, they were building a sound for the UK which you know, but without the platforms of like social media and the way that you can promote yourself these days. So I just feel like a lot of them are just sitting there like bubbling under the surface, having done these amazing things, you know. And yeah, I'll kind of like I'll I'll always um you kind of respect them in that era and, and what they did for kind of like UK sound, UK hip hop, and, and this guy in particular. I mean, this track, this track just never gets old. I don't think. If you put this track on in a club, I think I think a lot of people would know it, and I think a lot of people wouldn't. But I don't think it would matter. It would stand up in any club, and yeah, everyone everyone would be pulling the sour lemon face for this one. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Ooh, yeah, you know, shit, like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, like a face that makes you look like you've got a bad back or something. You know, like, it's like everyone's standing there in the club, like looking like they're in pain. You yeah, know, it, it's just like it's a heavy beat, and the way that he comes in on it is just so good. And um, yeah, I think he was one of the best out of the UK, basically. I really do. All right, so this is uh, this is uh, Murder by Clash of Murder, I'm not ready to die, but ever ready for bury a guy. They're not ready for I. I can see the fear in their eye. Scared of the rhymes, the ricochet and tear them inside. Some fear for their life, preparing, trying to stare in my eyes. Wife cry bucket of tears when the break your eyes. But that's life. It's all live, right? Rhythms like a dive. Spit cyanide, alive and blind your left eye. Subliminal crime. Snipe you in the back of your mind. We kill a quotes and one lines that cut throats like knives. Baffle the fives. All right. So following on from Kalashnikov, who's up next? Okay, so uh, keeping on the UK vibes, this uh, is this track is by a guy called Tommy Evans. Uh, I know that you know uh, I'm strictly not allowed to tell you the, the track name straight away, but it's quite clinical for this one. So this track's Ophelia. Um, this track was just always up there. You know, if I put together a UK hip hop playlist, this track would always be on it. There's a lovely vibe to it. You know. Despite the fact it's kind of a bit of a turbulent tale or whatever, but the beat's really good. Tommy's got really good flow, and uh, I've always respected this guy. You know, I actually know this dude. We've, we've shot a bunch of photos together over the years. He's, uh, you know, he's a uh, well over the years. <laughs> I say we've only done a couple of shoots, but like he's a, he's just a really nice dude, and I just love this track. And when our second daughter came along, because I love this track, I don't know. It's just, just the name suggestion that threw in the mix, and we ended up calling our second war Ophelia. Uh, there was definitely a bit of inspiration from, from this, this, the title of this track. 
um, when when naming the little ones, and that's what we settled on. So it's now got even more of a place because you know, <laughs> obviously, the, just the track name alone makes me think of my little ones. So let's ignore the fact that Ophelia was actually a tragic character. In uh, you know, but I still, <laughs> despite that, has got a nice feeling for me to remind my daughter. Okay, so this is? This track is Ophelia by Tommy Evans. Let's get to take away, make a way to my yard. It's her choice of film. We ain't watching Die Hard. Turn down the lights, put on Erica Badu. I'll fix the fool, pull yourself so taboo. We ain't blurted, just commerce it. Choose a merchant with no coercion. She says she's a virgin. Preserve it. Herself for her true love, I respect that. Eyes are jet black, pools are like reflect back. Let's chat some more. Exchange thoughts in play talk over the main course, sieve with the same sort. All right, who's up next? Okay, so up next is uh, People Under the Stairs. You know these guys? You like these nope. guys? Nope, don't know them, uh, which is one of the best things about doing this pod is that people bring stuff to my attention that I wasn't already aware of. Yeah, they, um, they've they kind of like tapped out now. Um, they put out their final album pretty recently, actually. Um, and uh, I just think they've always, always won you know, couple of guys as best one and double k and for me they're, they're just one of my favorite hip-hop bands you know they're from they're from the west coast um and they've got a couple of, of tracks that again i think a lot of people would know but wouldn't necessarily know that it's them you know so if they heard that song they'd be like oh i love this song you know and and uh you know and i, I just respect them so much as, as rappers musicians and I think that all of their albums are really accomplished. I think they've, again, got quite a unique sound. And this track in particular, I've used that term already, but this is a proper sour lemon face for me. It's just, as soon as I hear this, the way they flow over it, the beat, everything else, it's just, it, yeah, it, it just encapsulates uh, that hip hop sound for me, what I love about hip hop. And there's a breakdown about one minute 30 where you know the beat kind of fades out and then that's one the way that he flows over that as the beat comes back in ah oh, so good it's so good yeah so when you listen to this pay attention to that bit about one minute 30 there's a little breakdown where this one comes back in with just like ah oh, so good so so good yeah, all right so this is happy. So this track is Time to Rock Our Shit by People Under the Sea. That's one lace track like a blunt with the weird smell, nigga. It's none other than the brothers from another mothership. Put the penny on the stand and you'll make sure it don't skip. Hip-hop in this rare as punk, you know you want to admit it. All these crews running around with black tracks, they don't get it. They getting me stressed, they getting me mad. Just put that shit on my tab. Don't feel like dealing with it now, deal with it later. See the mics in my possession. All right, so after the people under the stairs who we're listening to now all right so the next track is by a guy called jest and i just mentioned with uh you know like when i was talking about murder by Klashnikov, how much uk hip-hop means to me um and i really do think that this guy is my is my favorite uk rapper of all time he's still pretty current you know he features on you know various albums he's featured on Carner's album He's featured on um, Ocean Wisdom's album, and he's got a lot of respect. And I just think he's one of the greatest, like, lyricists uh, of all time. The way that he, he strings together his words is, for, for me, like no one else. You know, he's a complete wordsmith. He's a genius the way he puts it together. They're pretty complex, a lot of his lyrics, but 
he's just so clever and the way that he does it and I love the way he flows over tracks and he's put out so much stuff and he's featured on a lot of tracks that are kind of just a, you know like a unique you know the song itself is a, a unique thing like he's featured with Task Force uh, and like on Cosmic Gypsies you know that that alone that track alone is just an entity in itself um, like he featured on a track with Lewis Parker Communications and I don't know, like, he, he's just, he's always been there, you know, like, as at the forefront of UK hip-hop for me. And this track in particular reminds me of that time where I was just, just, that's all, yeah, again, that's all I listened to, you know. And this was at the time where I was at uni and living that student life, and that's what this song is about, you know. So it, it just timed so well with what he's talking about as to where I was in my life at the time. So it always holds a bit of a bit of a place for that one so yeah then he's the best to do it i think at the uk okay so this is this is adventures in new bohemia by jeff all right then so we've listened to jest who we're listening to now uh next up on the list the list of destiny uh uh, this track is by Ghost, the producer, and the rappers on it are Verb T and The Saviour. And the reason why I picked this song is Verb T is, one of my, again, one of my favourite UK rappers. I think he's got a really distinct voice and he's still managed to maintain, you know, uh, he, he's still current, you know, he's still putting out absolutely amazing music, you know, uh, particularly as part of the group The Four Hours, you know, which is doing a lot of the festival circuit these days. They just put out a new album, I think. Um, and he's just always been up there as one of my favourite rappers. I love his flow, I love his voice, which I think I've probably said about everyone on this list, but <laughs> it's the truth. Um, and this track in particular is just one of those melodic beats that's got a great, a great loop, you know, like what we sort of previously discussed about. And I used to put this on. This is a big uni track for me. I used to just put this on, you know, cruising in my... Yeah, my Vauxhall Nova, looking like the ultimate chav. And I, I just used to, I could play this song on repeat. Easy, easy. I loved it. I lo just loved it so much. And again, whenever I hear it now, this reminds me of a, you know, a good, exciting period of my life. You know, when, uh, yeah, you're racking up student debt, living the dream, getting pissed on a Monday, you know? So nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Uh, what but I colour it. was I, I the Nova? It. It was electric blue. It was electric blue. Well good. Had a 1.2 engine injected. Yeah. White hubcaps. Yeah, and then the I don't know, like somehow I screwed up the um somehow I screwed up the hazard light on it. I don't really know how. And I'm no I'm by no means an electrician, but somehow if I had to wedge this bit of cardboard in the side of my hazard light to hold it in so my car would work because if not that would come out and all the electric would, like completely fuck up and my car wouldn't work so I loved it for its little quirk but yeah that, it was some good times in that car and this track featured quite heavily in those good times okay so this track it was it yeah so this, it was a no-brainer really uh, so this track is exactly by Ghost, Verb T and the Saviour 
Went from bagging up rocks, taking exams to back again, grappling with head shattering men for fun. Just the way I run, take the platter and the wax, straight spitting the fast. The more time to relax, got my eye on the cash, drove a lad on the hustle, muscle you out the game. This is playing to any tyranny that opposed me. Watch closely, the Okay, so moving on from Ghost and Verb T, we find ourselves at your final track. So who's this by? All right, the final track is by Kano. Uh, I had to put this in, like Kano. Kano for me is just so unique, so, so unique. And, you know, he was kind of at the forefront of the grime scene, you know, that like heavily influenced by Garage. Um, you know, influenced heavily by, you know, the Jamaican roots and stuff like that. And you can really hear all those sounds in his work. But it's the way that he, the way that he puts together his lyrics and the way that he flows over a track is really, really unique. Um, and I just think he's one of the greatest to do it. And, you know, I, I do, I work a lot in music photography. I, I was actually Kano's tour photographer for his last tour for the album last year. Um, so I was obviously at a lot of shows, um, you know, and um, doing a you know, few backstage bits. And, you know, I could just see his, he's just such a craftsman, you know, like he, everything has to be perfect. And the real pinnacle for me was when he did his Royal Albert Hall show, I was there early, you know, to do some bits, do some photos of the venue, and, and I was there for sound check. And I'm sitting there in the Royal Albert Hall, right? He's got full bands, you know, like strings, steel drums, man, the lot. <laughs> and there's like four people in the seats watching his sound check, and I was one of them. And I remember when, at the start of every show, this is what he opened, what he opened uh, his set with, this track, which is the first track off his latest album. And I remember hearing it in Soundcheck at the Royal Albert Hall. And as soon as the strings kicked in on it, like it was just full goosebump, like moment. You know, I'm just sitting there getting a private gig by Kano pretty much in the Royal Albert Hall. And the sound of these strings, like that room was built for acoustics and built for like, you know, instruments like that. And it was just like, yeah, it's a moment I'll never forget. I get goosebumps thinking about it now. And every time he opened a set, you know, his, his set on that tour with this song, I used to love watching, like, the way that he, you know, the way that he, he goes over this track. Man, he's got everyone in the room. Like, he's got everyone's attention. Like, you know, opening up with this and the way that he puts this track, puts this track down and, and puts it together. Um, and that was quite, it was a very powerful, powerful thing. So I kind of had to end on this, really. So, so yeah. So this is... So this track is three years later by Kano. G bossy, whip too raunchy, too much saucy. From from vroming up the A40, pussy telling pookies tried to assault me. Must have been a big plot to extort me. Now the prosecution wanna crown court me. Might have to sit down, but I'ma stand tall G. I create history, they tried to distort me. Grave for the credit when they six foot me, rather that than graves for the chains. All right, look. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Uh, I, I know we go back a, a little while, uh, but I, I don't take it for granted that, you know, my friends or uh, people that I've worked with come on and, and geek out over music, and, and thank you for sharing your list with me. No, thank you, mate. It's been a real... It's been a real pleasure to do it, actually. Despite it being really hard, I really, really enjoyed it, and it's always fun geeking about music, so... 
thanks for doing what you're doing. And uh, it's been good to listen to the other episodes. Keep it up, mate. So would you be annoyed if I told you you could come back and do a UK hip-hop specific list? No way. I'm in. Count me in. Let's see how this one goes down. Everyone right, will be cool. like, oh, mate, Northy, just kick him out. We don't want to hear that guy again. So let's, let's see what they say first. But yeah, of course I'm in. <laughs> Even if we just hang out on a Zoom call and talk about UK hip-hop for 10 tracks, we don't have to record it. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to, mate. And thanks for having me. It's been good. It's been good. All right. Thanks, man. All right, mate. Take care. So, that concludes this week's episode. We've deliberately kept the music played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do. So if you'd like to listen to the mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the links in the show notes of this episode. Or you can find and follow the Facebook page Mixtapes with Mike and I'll share those links on the post that announces this episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your social media with anyone you think would enjoy it. It would mean even more if you would leave us a positive review on iTunes, as that will help us reach a larger audience. But in the meantime, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.